I was contemplating today's readings Monday night when my wife Sally, who is always watching TV and who is always online, she multitasks, unexpectedly told me there's an active shooter at MSU. A moment of stunned silence. And then we both searched for news on our devices, our devices and have continued to do so over the subsequent days. I frequently drive through the MSU campus and when students are on break, only on break, I walk the campus for I graduated from there nearly 50 years ago. I never had classes in Berkey Hall, but I had I spent a lot of time in the Union Building. And Berkey Hall is one of those old, massive, vine-covered buildings that fairly shout history and stability. 4,116 prior mass shootings in America since 2014 and 366 at schools since Columbine in 1999, and now one at my alma mater. Children from this parish calling their parents and grandparents to say they were okay, and three dead and five wounded calling nobody. So many emotions arise in us Powerlessness, hopelessness, fear, anger, rage. Maybe an insistent thought, somebody has got to pay. How fitting that today's readings are all about retaliation. But <clears throat> first, let's consider that English word. It comes from Latin roots, meaning to pay back in kind. But in 1650, there was a distinct shift in the meaning. Up to then, people retaliated by showing kindness to people who were kind to them, patience and mercy to those who offered it, and love to those who loved. From 1650 onward, though the meaning began to mean pay back less charitable and honorable and noble actions. To the point now, we associate retaliation only with vengeance. But today's readings take us back, in a sense, to that original meaning. But of course, Jesus takes it up an extreme as usual. Yes, the first reading from Leviticus has Moses saying, relaying God's command, they needed to not only not hate, but love their neighbor. That alone is countercultural, even today. To my shame, I don't even know my neighbors. And I wouldn't recognize them on the street, most likely. Sure, we wave greetings during the summer as we mow our respective lawns, but that's the limit of our interactions. Love your neighbor. It's a start, even though the neighbor in the case Moses intends means only a kinsman or a relative 
or perhaps someone living in your community. But then Jesus kicks it up a notch in the gospel. We are at the end of Matthew's chapter 5, and still we're only one-third of the way to the Sermon on the Mount. We heard, go the extra mile, turn the other cheek, give your tunic to the person who demands your cloak, and love those who hate you. Inwardly, we might respond, I get it, Jesus. Those are the types of things we should aim for, but, but you know that no one can really do those things completely. But Jesus' answer, look at me. I turned the other cheek to those who beat me. I loved and prayed for those who killed me. I gave my tunic and cloak and hung naked on the cross. We cheat a little bit here in deference to modern sensibilities. I went the extra mile, he says, carrying my cross. I gave everything, including my life. No, these are not targets to shoot for. They are goals to achieve. He seriously wants us to get her done, as the saying goes. Of course we have some reservations because this is clearly impossible for us on our own initiative with our own personal strengths hampered by our weaknesses and faced with our own self-defeating behaviors. But Jesus never asked us to do something without preparing us. And our clue is in the second reading. Did you catch it? St. Paul tells the Corinthians and us in the first line, brothers and sisters, do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? The Spirit of God dwells in us. That's it. God is no, not only with us, but in us. That's why people throughout the world have a hunger for God and search for him. That's why we perceive an incompleteness in our lives without him. God is in us not only to guide us, but for we people of faith to empower us to do the impossible through us. Yes, we all will all have moments when we are weak and any progress that we make may seem like it's infinitesimally small to us. But that's no reason not to begin. For as our psalm says today, God is patient and merciful and will support us in all of our feeble and weak periods. So where does that leave us? Notice that Jesus speaks to his in listeners individually, not as participants in a team sport. Two weeks ago in the Sunday Gospel, Jesus called us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And that's from chapter 5 too. Yes, we look gratefully forward to taking our place in heaven, but God is calling us to change the world, and each of us is called to do our part. 
I don't have to be the salt that seasons the whole world or the light for the whole world, just my own little corner of it. My family, especially those whose faith is no longer a bright, strong flame. The people I meet who day to day struggle to make their ends meet. The neighbors I don't even know to who I wave but they, I don't know their fears and their concerns. My friends who have children or grandchildren in schools and colleges and who are now once again terrified for their safety. Just my own little corner of the world. And you, in your own little corners of the world. That's all we have to do. But what do we specifically do? We change ourselves. We can't give what we don't have. I invite us all this Lent that starts just three days from now. Let's begin, let's once again do those things we typically do. Sacrifice something to bring us in solidarity with those who have little and to tamp down our own concerns for ourselves. Number two, give from more than our leftovers to help meet the needs of others. And number three, examine ourselves and sincerely repent and ask for forgiveness. But let's go further. Let's make this more than the usual Lent and go the extra mile. Turn the other cheek to insults and disrespect. Let's all read Matthew's Sermon on the Mount, chapters five, six, and seven in Matthew, each of the next four weeks, and ask the Holy Spirit to incorporate those teachings from Jesus into our daily lives. That won't ease the pain of this past week or any of the other current problems in the world. But if I change, if you change, if the people whose lives we touch heart to heart in seeking soul to seeking soul change, then the world will be salted, light will blaze, and retaliation will once more mean to return love and kindness.